a rant about it. I get pissed off about New Year's resolutions because I know they're going to be gone. And I don't want them to be gone. I, I want know, them to join I us. I want them to like embrace this this lifestyle because honestly, it's so empowering for your own self, like to look at yourself in the mirror and be proud of, like, of your shoulders or proud of like your abs or proud of your leg growth or... Want to listen to this Ivory Tower Boiler Room or True Crime and Academia episode ad-free? Head on over to our Patreon where I'm giving you all seven days of a free trial. So patreon.com backslash Ivory Tower Boiler Room. And if you join the ITBR professor level, which you'll see gets you access to all of our rewatch podcast series like Queer as Folk and Smash, and all of our Teaches series, including when we rewatched Scream with you all, when we discussed The Exorcist, we're about to do a Britney Spears memoir episode. So, oh, and The Fall of the House of Usher is coming up. You also get access to both book clubs. And while you're at it, while you're joining our Patreon, where you're getting your seven days for free, I would really love if you... Make sure you like and follow us on Apple or Spotify, and please leave a review. It really does help us in terms of advertisers and sponsors. Thank you all for listening to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room Network, and it's just wonderful to be part of this arts and culture organization and have you all out there reach out to me. So again, remember, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Ivory Tower Boiler Room. And we have a Facebook and we're on X as well. Enjoy this episode, everyone. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Dr. Andrew Rimby. So when I'm not here in the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, as the host and director of our arts and culture podcast, I am consulting because the Ivory Tower Boiler Room is not just a podcast, it's a small business. And I am officially an entrepreneur. So I've had many consulting clients and I wanna let you all know my services. So I've worked on college admission essay editing. I've worked on a graduate student's thesis. I'm currently helping advise 
a PhD student's dissertation. I'm working with a small business on revamping and rebranding their social media strategy and just working on new media ideas to expand their audience. So if any of that seems like a fit for you, reach out to me via email. It's ivorytowerboilerroom at gmail.com. I'm currently revamping our website. So soon I will have a consulting section on the website. So don't worry. I'll have a new ad to talk about the new exciting website updates, which will include testimonials. It'll include the different services. But for $30, you get a one-hour private Zoom with me to talk through how I can help consult you, and then we'll figure it out from there. So ivorytowerboilerroom at gmail.com, easiest way to reach me. Also, remember, we have two book clubs meeting on November 19th. So I'm hosting the Parachute Women Book Club. Parachute Women is about the women behind the Rolling Stones' success by Elizabeth Winder. And Mary is hosting the True Crime and Academia Book Club, which is all about haunted asylums, prisons, and sanatoriums inside abandoned institutions for the crazy criminal and quarantined. So to join the book clubs, head to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash ivory tower boiler room, and make sure you choose the specific book club you want to join. I'll see that you've joined, and then I'll make sure that I reach out to you so you get the Zoom link and you'll be there on November 19th. And I can let all of you know, in December, our book club choice is Britney Spears' The Woman in Me. So spread the word, everyone. Okay. Um, also, you can join the ITBR professor level and get access to both book clubs and all of our ad-free videos and audio episodes. Okay. I think I've said everything I have to say. And now here is our exciting episode. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Andrew Rimby. Welcome back to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. I absolutely, to explain who this guest is, I mean, we'll probably take 10 episodes, so I'm not going to do that to you all. <laughs> but I'm joined with the enigmatic, empowering, praised at times, energetic <laughs> Ariana, who has been overseeing my fitness journey and she is just such a motivating presence. So Ariana, welcome to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. I absolutely love that introduction. That was the best ever. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm just, I'm winging it here, Ariana. I love well, it. Ariana and I, we actually know each other outside of the virtual space. Yes. And I love when I get to talk to people who I've seen on regu a regular basis. We consider each other friends. It's, you know, brings a different energy. I love all the guests, but I was saying to Ariana, there's nothing like just peeling back the layers and the right. curtain here. Um, so I consider you a fitness influencer. I think this is a good place to start for us. Do you think of yourself as a fitness influencer? So I was laughing um, because, you know, obviously you gave me a couple talking points before a little, you know, chat today. And don't tell them that. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Just to make sure I didn't sound like an idiot uh, for the 50 minutes. Um, I didn't think I was a fitness influencer. I actually did all this Instagram stuff because of COVID and I wanted to keep in touch with everybody. And I'm like, how can I keep in touch with everybody? And I started doing virtual workouts during COVID on my Instagram and it just kind of turned into its own thing. 
And now it's kind of like, am I an influencer? I don't know. But then I'll get somebody to come along in one of my classes and be like, oh, I saw that recipe or saw that workout. And I'm like, wow, maybe I'm actually influencing a couple of people. And even though my circle is kind of small, I do love that there's people that I am affecting and I'm getting some business, personal training business from it. I got a couple of people from you. So it's really kind of cool that I'm kind of branding out a little bit. And I think that I would love to do more of it and do more stuff, but I just need it to happen organically, you know? So I think that I'm growing very slowly, which is great because I have real followers, you know, and that's, I think the biggest important, you know, the most important thing. I think some of these influencers just want, oh, I have a million followers and they barely know who their audience is. And I just kind of uh, developing that audience, which I love. So yes and no, I think. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but that's such good advice about the number of followers because I've been thinking about this a lot, Ariana. We are so connected and we can shout out Lauren from Skin Med Spa. Yeah, um, yeah. Is one of your clients. And Lauren and I talk about being entrepreneurs. I consider you an entrepreneur. Yeah. I think that being an entrepreneur is so fulfilling, but it's also a slow burn when you're finding the niche of the audience. Like you're right. saying, we're not... Nothing against someone who wants to do like a erotic or crazed TikTok trend that like exposes them and makes them go viral. But I always say, that's great. Like I'm starting to do new models. I know you do a lot of Mm -hmm. different social media outreach, but with all those eyes, are you drawing the people back to your business, right? Like, even though I'm eating a burrito, I'm still listening to a podcast discussion in the background. You know, there's a recipe for what I'm doing. I'm not just eating a burrito and shoving my face full of sour cream, Mm, you know? Exactly, exactly. That's a different (laughs) way of putting myself out there. And, you know, how have you worked through showing all your exercises? I mean, you, like, will show a squat routine and- you really do have such a dedicated base. Like this really was a pandemic born baby in a way. It was definitely, yeah. So like I do try, you know, sometimes I think about it, okay. And it's kind of funny because I get angry at other influencers and stuff like that because they'll put posts up of workouts that nobody could do. And it's Mm -hmm. hilarious to me. I'll, I'll watch their workout and be like, no one could do that. Like that's not a realistic thing. So sometimes when I post something, I'm like, it's kind of the same boring stuff because that's really what I do. It's kind of boring. You know, if you're an actual person that bodybuilds, it's the same exercises pretty much over and over again. So you kind of have to try to figure out a way to engage your audience and not be boring, you know, and then also get the right people to look at your stuff because sometimes I'll get followers and I'm like, I don't really want to, not to knock any of my followers, but like some followers, I'm like, they're they're only following me because I wore a tight dress, you know, it has nothing to do with my workouts, you know, or so your booty I, showed, or my showing booty. off yeah, in the exactly. And that's another thing. Like I know so many influencers that like, you know, they show their butt and then they like show their ass, you know, touching their breasts and like, it's a whole thing. And it's like, you're not getting the right followers. Like you, you, you obviously are getting followers for a different reason than you really, you know, then influencing people to work out <laughs> unless whole... it links to their only fans which could right. be its own model <laughs> right. i mean i you know i'm so open about my only fans well i love it and also being an entrepreneur i'm able to dictate my right. content right. and that's something you and i have talked i don't know how open you want to be about that that's up to you ariana but 
it is an ethical decision, right? I mean, even right. you being so out there with your fitness in the Long Island area, the New York City metro area, whatever, you know, you want to call who your audience, you're capturing those beyond Long Island. Right. Obviously. And I'm curious, how have you battled or worked through the, I, well, I have my more corporate job and then I have this mm -hmm. side of what mm -hmm. I'm doing. And like, we've talked about this before war. too, because I know that you struggle with like, an, you know, you want to be you and you want to have an image and be open. And then you're worried about maybe somebody thinking differently of you because of what you're doing or like, you know, especially in academia, like not taking you seriously. And I feel the same way. Like sometimes I'll post something and I'm like, oh shit, my work is going to see that, you know, cause I don't, you know, I have a nine to five boring job. It's not like I have my fitness job, you know, my fitness stuff is 24 seven. It's like, you know, on the off hours that I do my regular nine to five. So I think that it's important to keep your integrity and to make sure that if you have a line that that line doesn't get crossed. And again, like some people will judge you for certain things. And, and if they're going to judge you so much that they ignore your intellectual self and the fact that you're good at your job, your corporate job, then maybe you shouldn't be working with those people. And that's kind of how I feel, you know, because again, I feel like sometimes I would have people in my business that would judge me for something I would post. And then I would be like, you don't, you know, you don't know me, you don't know what I'm about. And I'm trying to like, literally, it's not something that they're kind of misreading something, you know, just because I'm wearing a crop top or a sports bra doesn't mean I'm being, I, I'm necessarily trying to sexualize myself. It's because I want to show off my, what I have been working toward, you know, and that's really what the, the influence part is, you know? So I think it's kind of lost sometimes with certain people. They don't want to, you know, they have to really make that decision. Am I going to go and have an OnlyFans and, you know, and own it, or I'm, or I'm going to keep that line and know where I stand. And that's where I'm not, not going to cross. I am here with the co-owner of one of my favorite stores here in Port Jefferson Village, New York. It is called The Soapbox. So Janine said, Andrew, I have these four products you need to get your hands on. It's called Four for Fall. So she's going to go over these four products. I know first you have a soap for me. What is the soap? I, do. I have a soap for you. It is called Apple Cider Shea Butter Soap. It's by a company called Greenwich Bay. And this is a great soap because you can use it for your hands or your body. And it has a delicious apple cider scent. And I think you're actually already familiar with it. Yes, it is Try in it. my shower. I still have it. It lasts a very long time. Yeah, great lather. The lather is wonderful. Mm -hmm. It's just so luxurious. And I love the scent into November. Yes. You know, this apple cider just it evokes so many cozy feelings. Oh. After the soap, we have something that you can add on to yes. in the shower. So what is this? This is a wonderful, wonderful um, exfoliating shower scrub. It is by a company called Primal Almonds, and it's a sugar whip shower scrub. And the scent is pumpkin spice. It's a moisturizing sugar scrub. So it's tiny little sugar granules. And it's something that you would use after you shower twice a week because you don't want to strip your skin of your natural um, oils and your your moisture, but it's wonderful. It just really exfoli exfoliates all that dead skin and leaves your skin very smooth and soft from all the, um, the sugar. 
So after I use the exfoliant right now, we need to moisturize. So yeah. I know you have a really nice fall body lotion for us. Absolutely. Um, this is just such a delicious scent. This is one of my favorites for fall. It is The scent is Orchard Breeze, and it's by a company called Michelle Design Works. Um, this is another product that you can use hand or body, hand and body. Um, it's great. You can place it um, on your vanity, just a couple of pumps for your hands or use it on your entire body, but it's shea butter based. So it's extremely moisturizing. Um, it's, it's just wonderful. And the scent is just lovely. We need something more deep for our face. Everyone yes. wants face masks. And I know that you absolutely love this company and this product. Yes. This is one of my favorite masks by one of my favorite companies that we carry and we support. The company is called Farmhouse Fresh and they're right out of Texas. The mask is called Splendid Dirt, and it's a nutrient-rich mud mask. Um, it consists of pumpkin puree, and the benefits of this mask, uh, it's a pore minimizer, a radiance booster, and a skin degunker. So it's an all-around great mask. If you really want a boost of radiance, it brightens your skin, and it really cleanses your pores. If they live on Long Island or near Long Island, you know, what is your address uh, for them to come into the store? We're located at 18 Chandler Square in Port Jefferson, New York, right in the village. Um, and if you can't make it, you have to come in because we just have so much fun stuff in here. So many wonderful products. Um, but if you can't make it in, please give us a call. We're more than happy to um, ship any of these wonderful, all any of these wonderful products to you. Um, uh, call us at 631-509-1424. You could always um, reach us on Instagram at the Soapbox NY. Or you could always um, check us out on our website, Soapbox NY. Um, and yeah, there's so many ways to access yeah, your so products. Many ways to reach us. And Janine is more than happy. And Mariana, the oh, other co-owner. My mom, actually. Yes. yes my mother. Are so willing to take your orders yes. via phone, via Instagram. And I can't wait for everyone else to enjoy these luxurious products. LGBT stories are universal, but each one speaks to the individual heart and soul of the writer telling it. Do you have a story to tell? Or have you been moved by an LGBT book, film, painting, television show, or other form of media? Then the Gay and Lesbian Review wants to hear from you. The GNLR believes in bringing awareness to queer art and artists through reviews, commentary, and thought pieces in which the author relates their personal lives to a particular piece of art, a novel, a movie. In addition to the print magazine, the GNLR also publishes articles on its blog. So you can see all of this on glreview.org. That's G-L-R-E-V-I-E-W.org. Remember, you get 50% off your subscription of the GL Review magazine when you use the promo code ITBR50. That's 50% off your print or digital subscription when you use promo code ITBR50. To learn more about submitting an article for the GNLR, Visit their writer's guidelines. The link is located at the bottom of their homepage. And if you have any questions, email Stephen Hemrick. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N dot H-E-M-R-I-C-K at glreview.org. The GNLR and its readers can't wait to see what you have to say. We've talked about it, like, I would probably do a subscription on Instagram and do like, oh, like, you know, uh, let's do some workouts together or, you know, whatever. But I don't think I'd go to the OnlyFans portion because I think sometimes I get followers that 
are not going to want to look at workouts. They want it. They're thinking that OnlyFans is something else. And I'm have no interest in that. So it's, it's really just drawing the line. And then if they follow you in, in a, you know, OnlyFans sense, then you have to really be like, this is not the space that you were expecting. And I think that's what you do well. Like you're, you have an OnlyFans, but you have a, an actual niche that you're trying to express in there. Like, it's not necessarily, you know, what it's, I guess, yeah. stereotypical. It's not porn. It's not porn all the yeah, time. It's not if porn. That's what you're getting to. Um, <laughs> no, I know. But it is like me showing like my body side of you. or like even on Instagram, I yeah. felt more judged when I showed like my jock strap on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But now that I can put that on OnlyFans, I'm like, the audience who's paying for me on OnlyFans, mostly men, mostly mm-hmm. gay men, are maybe there's women. I don't know, but good Never for know. them. Um, <laughs> but maybe they're straight men, even even better. Um, well, we I know how that? we feel about that. <laughs> yeah, oh, we'll get into that later, um, especially those who are listening to this conversation right now. Hey guys, um, so I think though, because like you said. I'm using my OnlyFans as Andrew's boiler room. So it's about me being a provocateur in the literature and the podcast world. Like, even when I'm posting a naughty photo, if you want to call it that, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm playing around with it. Like, I'm aware of a book. You have a book. I'm aware of the joke. Like, I'm in on it. You know, I'm not, um, I'm not naive. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not just posting without a reason. And like you said, that to me is the line in the sand. Mm -hmm. is even on social media, are you thinking through your plan? Like, are you at least pausing and saying, where is this going to resonate? Like once I upload this, you know, not just sporadically um, posting, 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 and not actually making a niche for yourself. So I love everything you've said. And it's a balance though. I mean, I have so many on here, Ariana, who really want to start to do more entrepreneurial or freelance work. But of course, right, finances get in the way. That's not something I want to poo-poo. Like money yeah. is an ish money is important <laughs> in our mm-hmm. lives. And you know, do you feel right now that you can say, I'm satisfied and I know I'm working towards a bigger vision of what I'm doing in the um, fitness industry? I would say absolutely. Yes. I think that the more and more I keep doing it, I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of social media. I think it's kind of exhausting sometimes. And like, it's again, the same stuff over and over again, sometimes. And I'm just like, how do I break a mold where it's interesting and engaging and I'm trying to build a brand. Right. So I think that it's again, important to just kind of okay, I'm going to make sure I show some recipes. I'm going to make sure I show some workouts. I'm going to make sure I show me in the gym, me doing whatever I can do to like uh, build myself up to like influence other, motivate other people to go, okay, Ariana has a nine to five job, but she still gets to the gym in the morning. She still works hard. She's still doing this. Um, I also like to show that you can be an older woman, you can have children, you can have a family and do everything and be, you know, and and that's kind of where I want to influence other women and other men to understand that you're important. You have, you could take the time and be important and, and, you know, be healthier and be stronger. And, and there is time in the day to do that. 
So I think that that's important. And that's kind of where I'm leaning toward, like showing all these people that they can, they could have a life where they're healthy and then enjoy the rest of their life. And that's kind of where my branding, I think, in my brain and what I'm building toward, you know, I want people to know, okay, yeah, you want to have a glass of wine and a cheeseburger on a Saturday night, you can, but you could also have abs. Like it's, a, it's doable, you know, and that's kind of where I'm at with that. So yeah, I do love, I do love that I'm kind of gaining traction and building followers slowly. I don't pay for followers. And, you know, I think that's, again, I don't think the numbers are matter. I think it's really your a quality audience that matters. Well, I think that you've taught me so much about that perspective of not I to, you <laughs> no you always are teaching me you always are teaching me ariana but it's about like the image and the materialistic element of like it it reminds me of when people think that a certain brand has to be the end all be all of i only buy that product even though mm -hmm. you know my fake Apple watch from Amazon for $40 does just as good of a job. Right. And I'm happy with what I have, you know, mm -hmm. as long as you're content, I think if you have to pay for followers and everyone out there, I don't pay for followers either. And I've thought about it. And then I think these are going to be bots or people that I don't even want really right. to be part of the, they're not even going to be interested. And right. that's even with my only fans. I have men actually writing to me. Like I listened to this episode and that's where, or you should read this, Andrew. I know that, mm -hmm. you know, you talked about that book. I've read this book. Have you seen it? Or someone saw I had a Wizard of Oz um, collectible globe. Oh, I love that. Her crystal ball. And he's like, I'm a Wizard of Oz fan too. Here's like my collectibles. And I think people, I don't let the outside judge me. And that's something where if you're going to enter into being an influencer, and I've mm -hmm. had to own being an influencer because- People are watching and listening. They're to listening what I do. to what you're saying exactly, and and it's and you have to make it quality things, you know, and you and you have to understand, you know, they are listening, and you have to kind of give them what they want. And I think that, you know, I'll do trial and error things. I'm sure you do too. Like I'll post something, and I'm like, oh, that that <laughs> that freaking sucks. Nobody's watching that, you know. So I kind of like play around with it and like, okay, that works. Let me see if this works. And the biggest and as you said, like when they kind of feed back to you, like, oh, I saw your Wizard of Oz stuff. Oh, I, I used that recipe the other day. Oh, I tried this or whatever. It's so freaking too. cool. They're so good. <laughs> no, everyone needs to like, oh, well, first say your Instagram too, for people who are listening, who want to like start watching, oh, yes, like yes. looking at my your Instagram. My Instagram is AP Fitness Works. And I <laughs> the name I made it like so a million years ago and I'm like but then everyone's like why are you complaining about the name it's okay but at least it's not like um I always feel like all these fitness girls have fitness in their account and it drives me crazy I wish I came up with something cooler <laughs> yeah but you have a good brand like right that's a business name it can yeah. be a business name yeah and... that's the then that was the goal you know because eventually I was really nervous yeah. I was nervous because when COVID happened I'm like I want to teach still I want to instruct still how am I going to do it you know because it's like I always wanted to be a teacher you know and I never really did it you know and I was like this is such an outlet for me to teach people and to you know to instruct people and I love this aspect of it and that's kind of how I fell into fitness in the first place um besides yeah. you know 
as That's snotty as I, I don't I know, know this about you. Like I yeah, never so, asked you, how did you actually like get bitten by the fitness bug? So, so funny. Um, I actually, <laughs> I took a yoga class. Well, I always danced. I danced for a very long time. Um, not well, but uh, danced <laughs> like a modern dance, some ballet. I can't actually dance. Anybody that takes any of my classes knows if I have to do steps next to each other, it's a disaster and they crack up laughing because it's just a hot mess. I can't teach Zumba. Like there's no rhythm whatsoever. I, I basically dance like Eileen from, is that Elaine? Elaine from Seinfeld. That's how I dance. So, you know, modern dance I did for a long time. And um, I used to do some yoga classes and stuff like that. And I remember going to a Pilates or a yoga class and the instructor was not in good shape i was in better shape so as bizarre as that sounds i'm like you know what i'm gonna see what it takes to do this like as like a side gig and i've been doing it since 2006 like and i i started as a sub you know i i because i did pilates forever so i started as a substitute at some studios as a pilates you know substitute and then i started getting my own classes and then i started kind of branching off learning you know i i got Uh, my certification in group fitness, but then I got my certification in personal training. I got my certification in spin. I got my certification in different, you know, aqua. I could teach an aqua class. Like I know all these different, you know, aspects of fitness. Um, I could do a step class. I could do a bar class. Like, you know, there's, you know, bar method or whatever, you know, like, you know, the Pilates thing or, you know, the new thing with the bar. Um, but I have done it for such a long time. I just keep going with the times and learning different classes and seeing what's cool and popular. And I just kept up this repertoire of styles and I kind of made kind of my own style with certain classes that I do. And I absolutely love it. I love learning new things. I go to other people's classes. I watch YouTube videos and I just try to keep myself educated and involves in the world and then I gained some weight during COVID and I was turning 40 and I was like I'm gonna step this up a notch one of my friends her name is Jessica she was a competitor uh bodybuilding competitor and she said Ariana you're so close to and you could do it like I think you could do a bodybuilding show and I was like you know what for my 40th that would be my goal I have to lose this weight and I did it I did 14 week um bodybuilding, you know, training, I did a prep and I, you know, with my coach fit body for mission fitness, she's awesome. And I won fourth place, um, in two categories, my first show, which was freaking awesome. Steve stone through Bev's gym. And it was the coolest experience. And I met all these cool people and I'm like, I, I definitely got bit by the bug of bodybuilding. And, and now I feel like at 41, I'm like as fit as I've ever been. And I just keep wanting, you know, I keep wanting, you know, I keep wanting to build upon that, you know, and I love it. And I love that I could kind of show people that you could do this at any age. Like, it doesn't mean, you know, like just because you're 40, 50, 60, even 70, I have a, a girl I follow that I met at one of the shows that she's 71, 72 doing bodybuilding shows and she looks phenomenal. And I think it's like my anti-aging <laughs> you know trying to Regimen keep up with his bodybuilding i love yeah it. i'm trying i'm trying to beat the clock so this is the best way i could think of doing it <laughs> and maybe this is a generalization but i have realized like being now like having taken 
Ariana, I had done so many of her spin classes. I like have get, gotten a lot of advice from her for my workout routines. Like I've been working at a gym. Well, I worked at a gym. I worked at a gym since I was in high school. And then yeah. I worked at LA Fitness on Long Island um, into my PhD program. And then, you know, left there working, but work out still at LA Fitnesses. I just love the gym. Um, and something I've always realized from all these years of working at a gym is many bodybuilders or fitness enthusiasts, it relates to me as well. Like we might not have necessarily been the most popular person in school or a lot are very introverted or they had to find their voice. They went through obstacles, trauma, um, bullying. I mean, there does seem to be a pattern. I'm not sure if you've seen that in all your years in fitness, but it seems like fitness for a lot of people is the way to find their voice and their agency. Right. For me personally, I do see that. I do see a lot of people use that as kind of like a therapy, you know? And I think that most of the people I speak to in the fitness world, it's definitely their therapy. Um, I think a lot of the time I go to the gym to just shut my brain off. Like to, it's my time. And that's why I say to everyone, it's so important to have that time for you and to just shut everything off and just work on your body and your mind connection and just make sure it's all about you. And I think that was a hard, hard lesson I had to learn after having kids because you literally do everything for your children and you don't do anything for yourself. And, and I think that's, everyone has that level of worrying about everybody else and not worrying about themselves. Like whether it's your parents, your kids, your, your job, and, and it's, it's draining. So I think, yes, you're hundred percent right. I think that people do go to the gym if they, you know, for different reasons, but most of the time it's like a therapy or they had something in their lives that they're trying to like break, you know, break that mold of, you mm -hmm. know whatever it is, like maybe they were overweight when they were younger. Maybe they were too thin when they were younger. Like I hate some, that's one of my biggest pet peeves when someone thinks it's okay to say, Ariana, you should eat a cheeseburger. When I was like, hmm, maybe you should not eat a cheeseburger. I would never say that to anybody. Like, and I just can't believe that if you're fit, people tend to think it's okay to say that to you. Like, you know, that, oh, you're too thin, especially when you're in a bodybuilding, um, prep you lose a lot of weight and people really do look at you like you're emaciated you know and you and you have a problem and it really is none of their freaking business number one but like what the hell are you what gives you the right to even talk to me like that you know and it bothers me that it's kind of like a double standard you know just because I'm thinner doesn't mean that I don't work hard for it. I eat food. Don't judge me about it. You know? So I think that a lot of the time people uh, lose track of that and they kind of, I don't know if it's a jealousy thing or like a whatever it is, but I think that it's so important to like have, again, a sense of self and know what your goals are and know the reason why you're going through a certain thing. And I think that it's such a endorphin mm -hmm. lifting thing. You go to a spin class, you freaking let everything go. You don't even, you just listen to the music and it's, and it's such a release and it, and that's addicting and it's addicting part. And people really need to realize it's such a healthy addiction. Like 
I rather do this than drink and do, you know, and smoke weed. Like I'd rather do. Yeah. And I don't this. drink anymore. I have mocktails, yeah. but. Hi, this is Dr. Andrew Rimby, and I'm so excited to shout out the Gay and Lesbian Review, who is helping to sponsor the ITBR podcast. For all of you out there, the Gay and Lesbian Review is a bi-monthly magazine where you can discover new things about gay and lesbian literature, history, and culture. And the GL Review publishes essays in a wide range of disciplines, as well as a slew of reviews of books, plays, and movies, and a number of special features, such as artist profiles and their popular art memo column. Each issue of the magazine brings you consistently intelligent, lively, thought-provoking articles focused on a unifying theme. For example, their September-October issue centers on the theme, Cracking the Closet. So, starting in the 19th century, a number of artists and writers found ways to crack the closet by expressing their sexuality between the lines or in the interstices of their work. For example, Ignacio Darnad, who is a friend of the ITBR podcast, he's been on our show, writes all about illustrator J.C. Leyendecker, whose work for Ivory Soap and Arrow Collars gave him plenty of opportunities to draw pictures of well-dressed and at times scantily dressed American men. And you also can find an article by Vernon Rosario, who has been on the podcast, and he talks about the quest for sex in the Middle Ages. So to subscribe, visit glreview.org. That's G-L-R-E-V-I-E-W.org. Click subscribe. So on their website, go all the way over to the right-hand side, and you'll see the button subscribe. Click subscribe and enter the promo code ITBR50 because you're getting 50% off your subscription to the print or digital edition of the Gay and Lesbian Review magazine. I can't wait for you all to have your copy of the Gay and Lesbian Review magazine and make sure that you take a picture when your magazine arrives or when you're reading it online and tag the GL Review on Instagram and ITBR and we'll share it out in our stories. Enjoy your reading, everyone. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Andrew Rimby, and I am so excited to be talking about Broadview Press. You might be asking, what is Broadview Press, Andrew? Broadview is an independent academic publisher in the humanities that produces high-quality, pedagogically useful books for use in university and college classrooms. They publish in the humanities, mainly English studies, writing, philosophy, and history, just to name a few genres. And recently, I had on Dr. Jason Holt, who wrote all about the philosophy of sport. And what better summer episode than to talk about what happens when a philosopher dissects the beautiful aesthetics of sporting culture? In the spring, I had on doctors Kyle Stedman and Tanya Rodriguez to talk about what is sound writing, how to make audio projects in the college classroom, how to even have your students create podcasts. And then in the winter, I had on Dr. E Dr. Jeffrey Weinstock. He talked about analyzing pop culture. Yes, I even sneak in some Real Housewives questions and how to teach composition and make it fun. He uses this whole metaphor about being a mad scientist in this gothic lab. And in the fall, I had on Dr. Ann Stevens and she talked about literary theory and criticism. And yes, 
the university season is upon us. So what better way to talk about the college classroom than to actually understand what is literary theory? That's a wonderful episode for all of you out there who teach literary studies. I love Broadview Press. Make sure you use their exclusive code. It's Ivory Tower on broadviewpress.com. You get 20% off all, all Broadview Press publications. Okay, until the next Broadview Press interview, and now back to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Again, like whatever someone wants to do, if they want to roll up a joint, go for it. Like you right. find what makes you happy. But I always say what makes me so happy about exercise is what you've been talking about. It's what you show in your in, on your Instagram, like what you're posting is there's always a door to enter into. It could be, I go for a 40 minute walk in the middle mm -hmm. of the day. I love walking outside. Right. I love running outside. I love swimming in the pool. I love, you know, um, squatting, as you know, <laughs> squats are, that's an easy days. day for me. I like squat day. Um, <laughs> spin and squats. I try to like always put the S's like squats yes, and swim. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When I'm recording with you today was chest and spinning. But yes. you're right. There's I give group fitness instructors like everything you've done with your training. My mom actually was in the 80s. Um, did um, I don't know if she was actually um, had the certificate in it, but she would do a step stepping. Yes, well, step was so huge. So yeah, step huge. was so huge in the eighties. <laughs> and then I do think she actually got her certificate in um aerobics. Like, okay, when they yeah. like where they're like leopard, you know, units <laughs> in New Jersey. I, I kind of want to bring that back. Yeah. I think we should bring that back. I think we should just have a class, like a like an actual yeah, like, the okay, 80s eighties class. <laughs> so well right. And that's when Jane Fonda really Oh, she Jane was Fonda ignited the whole video. Oh my god, realm. she was like the where... first one. Yeah, she yeah. was the first one. Her and Suzanne Susan... Summers. Suzanne Summers. Like, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. like with the thigh master. They were like the ones to beat. You know, they were right there. And and then you had what was it, Tabata, the the guy with no, the kickboxing guy. He was huge for a long time. Um, but no, those they were like the first influencers, really. Like with those videos, it was hilarious. I remember watching them. It was so. And honestly, I'll go back on YouTube and be like, "That's a damn good workout. I'm gonna throw that right into my into my routine." Yeah, I used so. to do those ab. Like for everyone out there, even on YouTube during the pandemic, I would do um, yoga videos. Like yeah. even oh, that's a good start I, to your day. I know a lot of people that do really that. Really is. Like, yeah, it's like a 15 minute yoga on, on YouTube. You just throw it in and you just stretch for in the morning. It's excellent. Yeah. I but I've known a... you for a long time and yeah. your body, I'm so proud of you. Like what you've done in the past year, it's phenomenal. And I can't wait. I keep yelling at you because you need to do another before and after because your freaking shoulder, look at your shoulders in this video. Yeah. It's like so awesome. I, I'm obsessed. I'm like so Thank excited you. about the shape you're building and your legs are getting stronger. It's like so apparent. And that's like what makes me excited. Like I love seeing people like listen because it's so hard. Sometimes I'm like, no, do this. And they look at me like I'm absolutely crazy. And I'm like, but it really works. <laughs> it really works. Well, I mean, even I bought not... into TikTok. They had the $4 um, deal with their shop. Now TikTok mm -hmm. is like right promoting all their products. 
but I really did enjoy this ad the um just ad board like you can target specific uh that was pretty cool I liked that I think I need to get that too I, I was like thought that was well because really cool. I just lay it out and because I work from home mostly right mm -hmm. but I'm virtual I can go around to different places but I'll just put it out near my desk and anytime I pass it I'm like okay 10 push-ups and it's just and a good reminder so good and that's yes it's just I feel when you start to add on exercises I think right yes when I'm at the gym it's usually two hours mm-hmm then I go to the sauna. There's a whole ritual, right? And we all have rituals, Ariana, at the gym once Definitely. you start to go a lot. But it does not have to be two hours, right? It could be you show. It could be that 30-minute, um, yes. you know, doing an ab routine. It could mm -hmm. be I do my walk now. It could right. be I do some abs by my desk. It could be I do the spin class and that's it. Like, I, I always feel some people... Let's get into New Year's resolutions, even though it's not January yet, but we know what happens in the gym world. Once, God. especially especially when I worked at a gym, anytime it became January, it was just, the craze was real and manic. But people set up these expectations that, again, I think they really want to impress others instead of really thinking of their mind and body connection. Right. Like you so wonderfully and aptly said. Why are they building expectations of like, now I'm going to do a 10 mile run every day. And I'm like, well, how many miles have you been running? And they're like, None. zero. <laughs> I'm like, no, zero no, 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 no. I'm like, this is not good. I've never like, run in my life and I'm going to do 10 miles every day. You um, hear people say these things. They're setting, it drives me crazy because you're setting yourself up for failure. Because if you have these expectations of yourself to do something, it losing weight, building muscle, it takes consistency and time and dedication. It's There's no quick fix. I know people are using things that are quick fixes, but trust me, you eat normal after the Zempic and the Optavia and the, you know, the, whatever the hell the, um, what's the diet that I don't like either? The keto, you okay. start doing these things that are supposed to be quick fixes. You're gonna eat literally normal after those three months that you maybe lost that weight and you're going to go, you're going to gain all of that back times 10. And what I tell people, and again, New Year's resolutions drive me nuts because why are you setting your, your bar so high when you could just do, like you said, do a 10 minute run, do a 10 minute walk, do 10 push-ups in the morning and then build up, be like, okay, well, I did my 10 push-ups. So that was my 15 minute workout today. Maybe tomorrow I'm going to jump rope for 15 minutes. The next day I'm going to do 30 minutes of cardio. The next day I'm going to do weightlifting for 20 minutes. But then like maybe after a couple of weeks, you, you boost that time up to 30 minutes. You boost that time up to 20 minutes. And that, and that's also another crazy annoyance when people say to me, well, I don't have time. I don't have time to make a meal prep. I don't have time to work out. I don't have time. Yes, you friggin' do. You're sitting on the phone on Instagram for friggin' three hours while your kids are binge watching playing. Netflix. Yeah. Come on now. You have 15 minutes. Like, don't tell me you don't have 15 minutes in your day because no. that's really all it is. And people are shocked. They'll ask me what my gym schedule is. And I say, besides my classes, because I really don't count them because I do my spin classes to an extent, um, but I do pull back because of how active I am. 
body works i kind of just like talk through it through and you it also have to pay attention to the class yeah I, mean, I have to watch you guys i can't be like you know it's not like the same practice going cray cray um so when i actually work myself out it's only an hour and it's four days a week and people are shocked when they hear that like oh what really like only four days a week and only an hour each time and i'm like yeah it's not that much of a time i mean i could go for three hours every day i could but I don't have the time. I, I per, but I make the time. I yeah. make that hour, and you could fit it in, and you could honestly fit it in, fifteen minutes, morning and night. That's your half hour for the day. That's not hard. And it's what and you I'm do sure after you... and before yes. the workouts, right? Yes. It's just like I always said to my students in college, Ariana, when we meet in class for an hour, this is our meeting ground. This is right. our experimental place. But what you do with your knowledge outside of the classroom is more important to me because that's when you carry away comprehension and critical thinking skills. It's not so, just when you're here on, so huge. you know, on um, like call for me. Right, and right. Performing. Like, it's, it's a performance in a classroom, just right. like and it, in the gym. Exactly. It's the same thing. And, and I tell that to all my clients, whether they're in my classroom or in front of me as a you know, personal training you need to do your own thing when you don't see me. You need to diet. <laughs> I tell people all the time and they ask and they laugh. It's 50% diet, 25% genetics and 25% exercise. And diet is so important. It's so important. What you put in your body needs to be consistent, clean, and a lot of protein, a lot of vegetables and a little bit of carbs. You don't have to kill, eliminate carbs from your life. You could actually eat carbs. It's not hard. You just got to make sure you're not overdoing anything, but that's with anything. And, and people have a hard time with that sometimes, that, that understanding. And I find the biggest problem that I see with people, men and women, they skip food. They don't eat enough during the day and they end up starving. And then by the time they go home, they're stuffing their face with munchkins or ice cream or whatever because they're starving because they didn't eat anything all day. It's binge eating. So it's binge eating and they don't realize it because they're like, oh, well, I ate three meals today. Well, what, what were those meals? You know, were they significant meals? It's fine to eat three meals, but what did you eat in those three meals? And what did you eat between? And what did you, what did your Starbucks order? You know, was that full of whipped cream? And, you know, like people don't understand little things that tweak that you could tweak will be a huge difference in the shape of your body and the way Ariana's judging my Starbucks order right now. I'm I absolutely kidding. am not. I had a pumpkin cold brew with um what is it, sweet cream? And I'm pretty sure it was like 300 calories today and it was effing delicious. And I don't care. I love Starbucks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I have my pumpkin spice latte with light whipped cream. But again, <laughs> no, I know like no judgment. but again, okay, so let's let's break down all these different fads and your hot takes on them, right? Because okay. you are an expert, in my opinion, like more than I am on this topic. <laughs> and I want everyone out there- Are you me on my expertise? <laughs> no, but I think like, so my mom had a lot of success and carried a lot of knowledge after she left Weight Watchers. She still carries the calorie knowledge, oh, I love but also Watchers. what those calories are, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just counting calories. It's what's the content of- you know, how I'm making up my calories for the day, right? Because you could like have a thousand calories, but it be 
you know, bad fat or, you know, a lot of carbs and that's not necessarily balanced diet. So yeah. Weight Watchers. What do you think? So Weight Watchers, I've always liked. I've always liked Weight Watchers. I always felt like it was a good program. It was easy to follow. It taught people portion control. That was the biggest thing that I liked about Weight Watchers. The point system, some people, which drives me crazy, they'll be like, oh, well, I'm saving my 20 points for this donut this weekend and this glass of wine. And that kind of is where you should not be using the Weight Watchers points. Like, I get it that you're saving points to be bad on the weekend, but you really should just eat well, use your points. And then, yes, you can use your cheat. They have cheat points, right? So you can use those points for towards that. But like, again, it's, you got to learn how to eat, make those choices because nobody's holding your hand with Weight Watchers. It's really kind of like you weigh in and they don't really mm-hmm. give you that much advice. It's kind of like the app or what have you. And you just got to really kind of gauge yourself. And again, it's all about self-control and that's what they're trying to teach you. And that's why I like Weight Watchers because they do teach you a self-control and some people do it well and some people don't. It really depends on like your personality. I think that that's my favorite out of the, you know, I guess, corporate diets, I want to say is that because I've always found women and men get more success out of it because they do learn portion control. They learn what to put in their body and it's not really, it's calorie counting, but not so bad. Like I don't love calorie counting. I, you know, same thing with macros. I feel like it's very similar to macros, putting your stuff in my fitness pal and counting your macros. That works better to me because you're actually seeing calorie content, like what's in chicken breast. And like, I can eat a chicken breast and broccoli and rice And then I'm at my macros for lunch or, you know, and then you could go into, you know, different, different, you know, foods don't have the right amount of nutrients. And that's kind of getting the knowledge of, okay, what can I choose at a restaurant? You know, so I like macro counting a little bit better than a Weight Watchers type of situation. But again, you really have to, in my personal opinion, I think you always should if you're looking to do a nutrition type of change is always maybe talk to a nutritionist, someone that actually can go, Hey, this is you. Cause everyone's different too. That's why I don't love any of these things. Cause it's really nothing's cookie cutter. Right. So like, you kind of have to be like, okay, well, you know, Megan might not be able to eat all this gluten, but this, but Andrew can, you know, like you kind of have to like kind of pick and choose what's right for somebody too. Like maybe making 20 eggs in the morning is not right for this girl. She might need a protein shake and like a banana and like all this stuff, but no Weight Watchers is cool. I like macro counting due to the fact that they do teach you how to portion control, what foods are good, what food choices are good. Huge on that. Um, Yeah. So that's what I also, it seems like you're really an advocate for, what a friend of the podcast, her name is Sarah Fraser, and she advocates on her show about mindful eating. And she went yes. through this training on mindful eating. And I really listen a lot to her advice on that because I'm now like, even before I joined you and before this Starbucks in the morning after my spin class today. Listen, no judgment on Starbucks. We're not, we're no, eliminating. I like the Starbucks. No, 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 <laughs> I do. Again, it's about portion control. It's about being aware. Like that's where yes. mindful eating Yes. I knew because, you know, I probably wanted a treat. I like midday. 
deserting. Like I like now trying to train my body. Oh, you want to have a cookie, Andrew? Do it in the middle of the day. Like try not to, because I have such a pattern of wanting to do it after dinner and Mm -hmm. then it gets so late and I'm like trying to stop that. And then you're sleeping on that, you know? Yeah. And then I tell, and I try to tell clients too, like you, a lot of your cravings for stuff is because you are number one, not eating enough in the first place. Usually that's usually the main reason you crave things. Um, I remember when I was craving cheese all the time. I was like, why can't I, why am I craving cheese? And then I would be like eating all this cheese and obviously it wasn't great. It's cheese is not really that great for you. And then one of my nutritionist friend was like, oh, it's because you're not eating enough. And I was just like, what? Like you kind of like, wait a second. And then now that I'm eating consistently and well, I have no, no craving for cheese. It's bizarre. I mean, I like cheese and I eat cheese, but it's like, I don't need to eat it like by the block at nighttime with crackers. Cause that's my, you're more of like a sweets. I'm like a savory. Like I want that bag of chips or like popcorn. Oh no, I'm savory too. I'm oh, like, you're savory too. I love you it. could give me like a bag of kettle cooked chips with hummus or and I'm a dip person. I will I do love all dip. dips. I love dip. I know. So good. But again, <laughs> like, but you don't you have find, to deprive yourself of those. Don't things. deprive yourself is your message. You know, here. you know the but the biggest thing I tell people, I'm like, maybe if you're looking to lose weight, deprive yourself of that for a little bit, and then bring it back in. Lose the weight, and then learn how to include it in your day to day. You know, and I always tell people, be good, be good from Monday through Friday. You know, once you lose the weight, you know, once you lose the weight that you want, you look the the way you want to look. Get there, and then you can start mixing in things that are kind of like, okay, I could have that cookie in the afternoon. I could have, you know, my Starbucks with the whipped cream. I could have um, a hummus dip, you know, like, and, and those are not necessarily bad things to include in your diet. It's just maybe not something you should eat every night. You should yeah. just well, pick a night, pick a day. You know? I was very mindful when I made, I really love now. And I don't, anyone listening who like works for smoothie companies and businesses, I'm not trying to put you out of business. I will like <laughs> go to an acai bowl place once in a while, but I buy now like acai bowl mix. I had a kale avocado smoothie today. I like but you make it yourself. It. I made yeah, it myself. You make it yourself. And it's I do so feel like huge. when I make my own like smoothies, I'm very good at the portion control. Mm-hmm. And I'm also like I added a scoop of organic peanut butter from Uncle Giuseppe's yeah. into my yeah. smoothie. And like so I could get my protein since I don't mm-hmm. eat meat. And I'm very aware now because I don't eat meat and I've been doing it since 2020. I had to go through this phase. And I also think this is where I've learned about like what was adding weight for me was I was like always turning to those alternative meats that were full full of soy protein. And I'm like, why do I have a headache? Or, oh, I don't feel good. Like I'm not eating enough greens. Now I'm eating greens and peppers and I love tomatoes. Like Mm -hmm. I'm trying to really, kale, like I'm trying to mix it up. Yeah, Yeah. especially when you have the alternative. I I don't love if for vegetarians, I'd be like, stay away from all of that because it's just, or do as little as possible. Go for the, you know, the beans and those things versus mushrooms, like stuff like that versus having the alternative meats because I just don't think they're healthy. I think they're just shit. (laughs) They're just not good. A good old fashioned. They're not real. A good old fashioned. They're made in a factory. Yeah, like a portobello mushroom burger. Mm -hmm. Great. Just portobello mushrooms or, you know, you want to have like an old fashioned veggie burger, like like veggie burgers over like the impossible brand. Yeah. I, 
I don't beet, necessarily beet burger. trust. Do you ever like? There's an amazing recipe. I should probably make it for one Ooh, of my bean stuff. Bean burgers are so good. Bean burgers, but with beets. Like you could put a beets Ooh, in there. Delicious, like and beets are so good for you. Um, there's so many different things you could do, but like again, I just tr try to tell people to stay away from frozen food. From just mm -hmm. cook your food, like make your food, make the time. But again, they fight me. I have no time. I have no time to cook. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. You have an hour. You can do it. You can cook. You can cook your food. Make it easy. And also, and if not, get a meal prep plan. Go somewhere for your food. You know, there's so many. There's like a million meal prep places, and they all cater to every type of diet. Just do it. You know, if you don't have the time, have somebody else make the food for you. It's not so, that hard. I think I know what you're gonna say to this fat. Well, I'm calling it a fad, but this diet, people out there might actually do it. So I don't want to say it's a fad, but the Atkins diet. So, so funny. Atkins, Atkins diet um, is like literally the same as the, what's the other one? The, I said it before, keto. keto. It's yeah. all the same. It's just a different name, a different brand. It's all money making business. This Optavia, um, Ozempic, which I, I want to stab someone in the eye for like letting that happen in this in this universe. Like, yeah. so what upset you with Ozempic? Just because everyone who listens here, some are really big into Real Housewives and <sighs> big topics on these shows, and you know, people have very um, differing opinions. So, like, what is it about Ozempic, Ariana, that really is just getting your go? Yeah, you if you don't have diabetes, you should not be taking Ozempic. There's absolutely no reason to take that medicine i understand that it's a quick fix for some people but you do not know what that thing is going to do to you i mean i was reading today that it's causing stomach um what is it called ulcers no it was uh -oh. you know what now i'm like but yeah there's i forget i know there's that it's also increased strokes i think it's it's, it's really if with you, your heart it messes with your heart people don't understand it's the same as me going somewhere and taking it's the same as me taking a recreational drug. You're just taking something that you do not need in your body and using it in the wrong way. Like, it's like me going to, um, I can't think of a drug that you would use and, 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 and it's good for some people, but not good for another person. Well, I was going like, to say, there are some disease. recreational drugs that, um, Oh, like there are party, there are party drugs that yeah, make party people drugs not have an like, appetite. Like heroin makes people yeah. skinny, but that's not what <laughs> fitness no, but experts are recommending. Is, um, yeah, Azempic yeah. is medicine for diabetic. It mm -hmm. is not medicine to lose weight. It's medicine for diabetic. It's not something that these people are using it and abusing it in the wrong fashion. And you, when you do something like that, your body is going to break down it in a different, in a bad way. Something's going to go wrong and they, it's way too soon right now, but I put money on it. Mark my words on this podcast. There's going to be three, four months down the road that they're going to be like, it's banned. I'm telling you right now. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the, also there's like the alternative ones that are kind of Ozempic that these aesthetic places are selling too, that again, you don't know what it, what's in it. You know, you don't know what's in this drug and you don't know what you're putting in your body and what, how it's going to react to you. And it makes and people I, very nauseous, like just to let everyone know, because I know people on it and I'm not judging them, but they'll be very open. And they say, Andrew, I am eat. sick. Like yes. I can't even eat a little like silver dollar of something because I feel I want to throw up. That's and that's so what's helping them lose weight. And I'm like, wait, 
not but to be a jerk, is, but yeah. it's medical, it's medical anorexia is, and bulimia is uh, and not bulimia because you grow up, but like it's medical anorexia. That's what it is. You're not eating food. You're literally, you, you don't have an appetite. When you take this medicine, you don't have an appetite. You're getting well, it's, nauseous. It's supposed you to help you eat. break down glucose, which yes. is for diabetics. But if you're trying to have me break down my glucose, my body's fine. Right. My, you're, it's. Again, it's this isn't the appropriate medical explanation, but like it's basically fighting within the body. Like yeah, you're not against you're, the natural system. You're breaking but, down things that yeah. don't need to be broken down. <laughs> but really I will what... say there are people, there are a lot of women, and I will even say I've um thought about this myself, which is getting your hormones checked. How do you feel about people who oh. want their hormone levels checked? Yes, 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 yes. Go, go, go. Do not stop. You know, do not pass go, do not collect $200, go get your friggin' hormones checked, especially, especially in your 40s. What, because you are changing, your body's changing, your metabolism slows down. You need to know what the hell is going on. I had two women tell me they got their hormones checked. And this is, again, coinciding with the best thing you should do is talk to medical professionals, medical mm -hmm. nutritionists, if you're going to do a diet and have them discuss with you what you should be doing for you. Because again, these commercial diets are not for everybody and they don't care. They want your fucking money. So this, you need to go to a nutritionist and yes, 1000% go to a hormone therapist because they will test everything and they'll be like, you know what? You're not breaking down proteins correctly. You're not breaking down this correctly. Your gut health is not good. You have your premenopausal. You need to be putting this in your diet. And I know three women that have done this and their weight is peeling off. Their weight is peeling off because they're eating things that maybe that they needed in their body to be more healthy. And then they are eliminating things. Like for me, you guys, you just told me about your kale shake. Imagine that you're riding the Turner Classic movie, Great Movie Ride, in Hollywood Studios. It's in the 1990s. As you're journeying through the Great Movie Ride, you pass the Wizard of Oz, where all of a sudden you see the Wicked Witch of the West ascend into Munchkinland in a cloud of smoke and flames. Well, that's the memory I have with the Great Movie Ride in classic cinema when I was at Disney in the 1990s as a young boy. And ever since that, I was hooked on classic cinema. Well, my friend Christian Garcia, friend of the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, has a podcast that you all are going to love. It's called That Old Gay Classic Cinema. And he looks at queer themes in classic cinema, like Vertigo, The Wizard of Oz, Sleeping Beauty, Mary Poppins, 101 Dalmatians, Hello Dolly. The list can go on and on and on. So follow him on Instagram at That Old Gay Classic Cinema. You can listen to his podcast on Apple and Spotify. And he also is on the premiere episode of our Queer as Folk podcast, where I'm re-watching every episode of Queer as Folk from 2000. And the episodes come out bi-weekly. So make sure you listen to his episode with me. And he's launching a rewatch show of Smash, where they're putting on a Marilyn Monroe musical. So he's going to be joined by co-hosts, a lot who are in the Broadway and theater industry, and I'm going to be on his first episode. So without further ado, get listening to That Old Gay Classic Cinema. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Happy almost holiday season. 
because the holidays are upon us, I'm sure so many of you out there are thinking, oh my, what am I going to get my friends, my family, my children, my romantic partner, my husband, my wife, any you know significant person in your life? Look no further than my good friend, Mandy Bangle, who makes handmade crocheted items. Her company is called Mandy Made It. You can follow her on Instagram at M-A-N-D-E-E Made It. And you will see all of these crocheted items that she's going to be able to customize for you, including special characters, sports team figures, even holiday items like a snowflake or a Christmas tree. So I have Mandy's keychains. I have the poison apple from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I have a rainbow um, flag that she made me. So Mandy is able to really customize an order just depending on what your hobbies and passions are and, you know, what item you're really looking for. So because you're listening to me talk about Mandy. She said that anyone who goes to Mandy Made It on Instagram and orders from her, and they've heard the Ivory Tower Boiler Room ad, she will give you all a free Ivory Tower Boiler Room t-shirt with your order. So head right now to Mandy Made It. You know, if you were really looking for that special gift, now you don't have to look any further because I have you covered with Mandy Made It. Okay, I hope you all enjoy your items from Mandy Made It. And please make sure that you take a photo of your crocheted items so that we can share it out on our social media. I know Mandy would love that, and I would love to see what you all are ordering from her. She even has an adorable pillow called Netflix and Chill, and she has these cute coasters that she crochets for your favorite coffee or tea mug. So enjoy all your Mandy Made It products. I cannot eat kale. I can't. I did not know this. I was eating kale shakes every day. I was like, oh, I'm healthy. My body decided, oh, you're going to get kidney stones from that because kale for me turns into kidney stones for you probably won't. But like it literally does not work with my body. And if I went to a hormone therapist or nutritionist, they would have been like, you know what, you're prone to kidney stones, or you're prone to this, and you will, you know, your thyroid or whatever it is, you can't break down those enzymes, you need to, you know, not eat that. And I didn't know that I learned the hard way. But if I were to do those things, those measures, and, and actually learn about my own body, I wouldn't have done those things. So I yeah. really do think that it's so important, like 1000%. Absolutely. Wait, so if the people out there want their hormone levels checked, who should they see? Ariana. There's hormone therapists. There's people that that, that's actually a profession. Like you, you go to a hormone therapist, you, you look it up and so like ask your primary doctor for recommendations, primary care doctor, or even your nutritionist is probably the better person to ask. Like you, and just be like, who do you know on Long Island? I I know a couple names that I can't remember who they are, but like, there's definitely like a bunch on Long Island. Good. Good. Well, because I, again, this is where the housewives and those um, conversations that they have openly, a lot have talked about getting their hormone levels checked. Mm-hmm. I will say though, what do you feel about the scrutiny of, this brings us back to the bodybuilding gym space, the scrutiny that people have of trying to investigate whether a person has done something with an enhancing drug. Like even the people who say, oh, sh- 
they did Ozempic and mm-hmm. then they, they start to become the Salem witch trial Puritans. <laughs> like they're on Ozempic, they're on steroids, they're doing this. They've had a butt lift, they've had Botox. Yep. Like it becomes, you know, so what's listen, the line for you? I'm not a judgmental person. So like, again, I've had plastic surgery on my stomach. Um, I had a diastasis recti split after my kids. I had extra skin. There was nothing I could do. I had, I was a hundred pounds soaking wet and I still had a belly. You know, one of these days I'll post my before and after with before my surgery and after because, and I tell people that sometimes you really got to get something medically fixed. I do think that sometimes your boobs are just not the way they are and you need a boob job. Like, you know, I, I don't have one, but I know many women do because they're they breastfed and their boobs look like crap after they want to look better and they want to feel good about themselves. I know women that do Botox. I don't. Um, I know women that do filler. I do not. I do not have any issue with any of these things, but I do think because of social media, because of housewives, the people again, abuse it. They do too much of it. They get their butts too big. They do too much lip filler. They do too much everything. There's a line where I think that people need to go, okay, I do, I'm looking crazy and I need to look, you know, I, there's a lot, you know, and, and then there's like that body dysmorphia that kind of comes into it, you know, and that's again, in the bodybuilding world too, you know, you have these people that are like, I want to look the strongest and, and most fit and they do end up doing steroids and they want to win shows. And like, there's a whole stigma again to that. But again, if that's your decision, that's your fucking decision. Nobody can tell you differently. But do realize that in my opinion, in my opinion, I think steroids is cheating. I think that Ozempic is cheating in the fitness world. I think all of that is cheating. And steroids have very negative effects. And, right? and steroids have just as negative effects as Ozempic does. Like, you know, again, you're putting something in your body that you don't need. I have some people that um they're getting because of menopause, some nutritionists that are suggesting or not even nutritionists, just like people that say they're nutritionists, but they're not um, suggesting um, what's it called uh, testosterone for people, you know, and I just don't think necessarily that's good for you. Like, I just think that, again, if you eat healthy, and you stay on track, and you're, and you do your thing, you will be fine. Like, you don't need any of these extra things. But I do think that people tend to like get in their own head and like want an image that, I don't know who is telling them that they want this image, but I know most men really don't want lip filler in a girl. Like I, I don't, I've never spoken to a guy and said, oh, I love really giant lips. I've never heard that in my life. Like, I don't get it. You know, like, it doesn't. Mean, I think it's really just like a weird imaginary stigma. The filters on Instagram just F people up too. Like, oh yeah. You know, like that's they why just I don't use bad... filters on my body because no, they get bad it's going to mess body. with my head. Yeah, you get a bad body image and bad um, confidence. It's a it's a whole body dysmorphia thing, and this is, again, it's it's such a fine line because you have you could be healthy and great, and then you could be like really sickly looking if you really are not careful. And again, this all comes back to like mental health too. It's such a huge yeah. mind body connection is so huge. People don't realize it, and it's it's sad to me when I see people keep abusing stuff that really you go, you looked beautiful before. Like you don't need all this stuff, you know, but again, like do what you need to do to make yourself, yourself feel better, but just don't go overboard. You know, you don't need a huge ginormous Kim Kardashian, butt. you just don't. 
you know, you can build a nice butt in the gym. Like you don't need the ginormous, you know, BBL that <laughs> that is laughable, you know, in my opinion. So, well, I think sometimes they um maybe think that by entering into the celebrity image, which mm-hmm. we know, Ariana, I mean, you have amazing professional like photo shoots done. I know photographers, yeah. but we know what goes in, into that. Like yeah. Kim Kardashian, when she's photographed for covers, you know, there's a whole team. Like this is not just her, <laughs> you know, it's not just her walking on the street when Kim Kardashian is getting right a whole model um, right. spread done. And I think that the issue, someone's body image issue that, you know, I'm glad that we got to that in the conversation because I'm so open now about having an eating disorder when I was in high school and I like, I've worked through it in therapy and Mm -hmm. like therapy is so helpful, but now I have like my boundaries. Like I know, okay, I'm able to now go tanning, but I'm not going tanning every day. Like there is always a, in my mind, I have a line because- can become addictive like any behavior about my body Mm -hmm. not with exercise like even that it can become a compulsion right of course of course that's what i'm saying like you could actually you could spend your whole day at the gym if you really wanted to but is it really necessary no you know like you don't want to like oh again don't overdo everything like you know your body needs to rest you need you know i i really just feel like i don't know what it is i i definitely think social media plays a huge part in it where everyone wants to be this image that's just not something anybody really needs to look like. I think it's and, it's yeah. ruining the individuality of people. Like that's and my it's not opinion. authentic. Like no, I think that's why what I so love is when you share, you're sharing your everyday advice from the fitness world and experience you have. Like you're not doing a cultivated image right. of some fantasy world of fitness, which, um, you know, which is why some of my workouts are boring. Cause I feel like a lot of the time, like a lot of the times I'm like, Oh, I'm posting the same squat, (laughs) you know, but it's really what, that's what I do. I'm not pretending I'm doing this crazy ass workout that no one could do. I want you to be able to Andrew and, and even a girl in my class, that's maybe in her seventies to go to the gym, be able to do the same thing you know, because we're all at different fitness levels and everyone could do it. You know, you just might need a modification or whatever. But I do think that all of these, all the things that I tout are attainable and they are sustainable. The things that these other influencers are doing or whatever, it's not a sustainable, these diets are not sustainable it leads and to they're going to be disappointed. Hmm? Like it leads to a burnout. I mean, it that's does. why I always have in my mind, okay, here's my break day. And then if mm-hmm. I need two if I need like two days and maybe I do a walk one of those break days, that's great. But even I used to like think I had to do 65 laps in the pool and then right. like an intensive other exercise. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if I do 30 laps in the pool and I've done a spin class, like that's a lot of exercise. Mm-hmm. Like you're good. And right. I feel like if I kept, right, if you keep um, intensifying it, no wonder that next day I'm passed out, you know, right, right. it catches up with you. And like you said, sustainability is more the focus here. So mm-hmm. I love what you said, Ariana, about like people, if someone wants, you know, plastic surgery and right, it boosts your confidence, your image. That is all true. I mean, 
I don't make it. Um, I don't hide the fact that I get facials every month mm-hmm. and I love, you know, how it makes me feel, but also like having that maintenance done on my face. I have skincare regimen that I follow. Yeah, exactly. You know, I even get like butt cupping treatment, but right. I know people who've gotten liposuction, mm-hmm. but there's always, and with anything you've said, there's always to the extreme, like where right. you could go overboard. And also like you really shouldn't be doing any of those liposuction, tummy tucks, any of that stuff until you lose weight. Like I, you know how many women I know got uh, or even men like they'll get a tummy tuck and not lose the weight and then they end up gaining weight back and then they have a tire they have a fat above the tummy tuck line and under the tummy tuck line and I just go what are you doing like what why would you get a tummy tuck and see how far you could get that belly flat before you you know get a tummy tuck or get liposuction like again this is all shortcuts I don't love shortcuts and and Zempic is a shortcut these other diets are shortcuts because they are again, not sustainable. They are quick fix. And then you're going to end up sick because again, mark my words, six months down the line, we're going to have a fucking problem with this epic. Um, you are literally just hurting yourself more because once you get to a goal and then three months later, you start eating normal again, you're all that weight's going to come back. Or if you get a tummy suck before you lose all the weight, you're going to have a weird spare tire. You're going to have your, your fat's going to go somewhere else. You're going to have a weird, I've seen girls that have like weird ass fat like places. BBLs are the most dangerous plastic surgery in the world. In the world, mm. people die just from, mm. just from it. It's like literally the most dangerous because your, your body's like, oh, I'm going to stick fat in this and then whatever. I actually have had girls, um, have issues with breast implants too. Like there's dangerous to everything, dangerous to all these plastic surgeries. But I do think that again, in moderation with everything, just do it to a minimum level until you feel better about yourself. And please stay off the fillers because I think it makes women look exactly the same and scary. That's my opinion, but more, you know, go, go for it if you really want to, but I just don't really understand it. <laughs> yeah, and let's just say again, I believe like you, Ariana, whatever anyone wants to do with their body is up to them. It's their individuality and freedom of choice. Yeah. But, you know, there are some reality shows where I can't distinguish some women. And that's, you know, that's because of a certain, you know, doctor they go to. Yeah. You know, as we end, I want to like, just one more question I have, because I feel like it brings us back to the beginning, which is we've talked now so much, like, thank you for like addressing um, like weight loss and health, like healthy eating and um, so much advice about moving and getting active for those who feel they don't know where to begin. You've given them so many options of where to start. And I am curious for those who are the fitness enthusiast or those who, you know, like myself or you are in a pattern and they've been doing this a while. There is a lot of, you know, the community. Lack of motivation. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, I think we have to always find that motivation, right? For yeah. me, it's certain music choices that I Ellie. bring into my workouts. <laughs> um, but when you are at the gym or you are wherever, it could be even like your cycle friends, mm-hmm. um, like outdoor cycling, whatever your community, your yoga community. There is such an excitement, though, of the community you build. And like, I even know 
the LA fitness community that I have and like, we'll fist bump or like, yeah. I'll like hug some of the members that I've known a while. We become friends. We hang out. Um, there is though also something we talk about and I want to, you know, bring up the steamy part, which is, love it. you know, my expertise as a gay scholar, like there's so much that happens in the fitness industry that I think would actually surprise the public. I think the public, for some reason, they think that bodybuilders, especially male bodybuilders, are homophobic, which is completely untrue to everything that I've seen. Like a lot of men who are really deep in fitness are some of the most open-minded and non-judgmental <laughs> people. They And they're very like erotic, even about their own body and being open about their journey because they're always, you know, they have that mind-body connection already. So like, I feel yes. like, I, I think honestly, and this is from, um, you know, I'm married. So like, this is from other women that tell me that, yeah, they're very, they're very adventurous apparently because they just are like really in tune with themselves and they like kind of like venture off. And, and again, I feel like they're manly, you know, like that's stereotypical manly, but I think that there's some rumors that they like, don't like to be so manly in the bedroom. Like, like that's the rumor, you know, that they like to like kind of be dominated or being, you know, different and different things. That's the There's rumor kinks. that I hear. Yeah, they're kinks. That's the rumor that I hear. <laughs> yeah, but I also think that there's so much, um, like even I'll like show everyone. This is why um, my favorite listeners, not like I'm judging all the listeners, Ariana, but my favorite are the ones who are appreciate Patri- your short shorts. <laughs> well, that and who watch the video and pay to see our videos on Patreon. That's just a plug. But um, <laughs> no, so I have my short shorts and- Love those I- shorts. Thank you. Oh, and we I talked always- about this with the, that you get confused and you're like, why are these straight men wearing well, the that's short what I was shorts? Bring up, is I feel that it, what's wonderful to see is the young generation, like the Gen Zers or even mm-hmm. maybe- um, like your son's age. I don't know if he's a gen. I think he's younger than the gen. Oh, he's, Z. yeah, he's 13. So like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what shorts he's going to be wearing yet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> by, by the time that he becomes an adult, everyone might just be nudist, but. <laughs> it's, it's, you laugh, but I cannot believe what they're, they talk about. They don't even like you and I, you're, we're, we're like 10 years apart, I think, or so. The gay, they don't give a shit. Like they just, mm-hmm embrace it it's amazing it's beautiful beautiful. like i love it i it's so heartwarming they could give a flying f who's gay who's straight who who's into who it's so like fluid and it's awesome and i love it i love that nobody gives a shit and i that's why you know we could have a whole nother podcast about this shit but it's so great to me to see that everyone, and again, Gen Z, like younger, they are so much more open sexually than I've ever seen in my entire life. And I absolutely love it. And I think that's what you see at the gym too. Like, and they get a little confused. Like, is this guy yeah. into me but what's wonderful or is this complimentary? So, <laughs> but what's wonderful is to see the support, but also, um, I always say, like what the gym has taught me and what you've taught me, Ariana, continue to teach me and all those who are like fitness motivators in my mm-hmm. life, instructors or just people that I follow. They are so all about authenticity and just 
being proud of your body and the skin that you're in. And I think that the majority in the gym, they are, you know, they're not trying to burn out. They're not trying to do the new year's resolutions. Like, yes. They, those, and they want you yeah. to join them. It's And that's, yes. I, and I try to tell this to everybody. They're like, I'm so intimidated to go to the gym or I'm so intimidated to go into the weight room and lift weights. And I'm like, why? They want you to be there. And they were excited just because they're fit. Doesn't mean they're, they, don't think you could belong. They've, they started there too. Yes. You know, and I tell people that all the time, like you need to understand we all had a beginning. We all had a start and we remember that start and we remember our own struggles and we appreciate seeing it. And that's why we get, honestly, I, I think I did a, a rant about it. I get pissed off about new year's resolutions because I know they're going to be gone and I don't want them to be gone. I, I want know. them to join I us. I want them to like embrace this this lifestyle, because honestly, it's so empowering for your own self, like to look at yourself in the mirror and be proud of, of your shoulders or proud of like your abs or proud of your leg growth, or, you know, even just like fitting different pants and wearing short shorts, like you get excited about seeing other people wanting to do it. So that's, to be honest with you, that's why I kind of hate mirrors resolutions because they just, I want them to join us. I want it to be like, I, I love my little family, my fit fam. And I want everyone to kind of join that, this culture, because I do think it's so in everyone's so nice and so, um, complimentary and into it. And like, and there's such nice people. There's good us. people. Yeah. They're I good mean, people. But this so. is why my hope is right. Like we'll have to definitely do a part two. And you know what? Ariana, <laughs> I know. I think you're literally, prepared, you said 50 minutes and I'm pretty away. sure we're like, but we prepared the way because I think I'm going to have you back on in January, oh, like deep it. in the New, Year's, the resolution New Year's resolution phase. <laughs> and I do think that a lot who listen to our conversation, expect if they're in the gym fitness industry, my hope is that like the work you're doing, there's so many who are helping to empower those out there on their journey is that more gyms eventually have a plan ready for people right. when it comes to January. Like mm -hmm. they don't allow that burnout to happen. Right. I agree. Like they don't allow people to set up expectations right. that are going to come crashing down. Like that's why I love that. So many gyms LA fitness does like they have that trial assessment. Like everyone right. should do it just because right. they, they really, my should. mom's going to do it. And I'm mm -hmm. like, that's great, mom. Like just to start to learn, you know, what you're, routine can be and something right. manageable. It's about, mm -hmm. like you said, making it manageable, making it a uh, plan, making it fit into your day. And, and then that you won't fail, then you won't give up on it. And that's really the most important thing. You want to make sure you don't set yourself up for failure. Cause that's what happens to a lot of these people. They'll be like, again, like you said, like I'm going to run 10 miles every day. That's not real. Make it. I'm going to run an hour every day. Doesn't matter if you run a mile. Maybe you're going to jog half of it. Maybe you're going to walk it. Exactly. You know, it doesn't matter. Just make sure you actually physically do it and don't like be over the top. Again, moderation. Do everything slowly. My favorite patient. thing is mixing your exercise for those out there who want to start moving more, even mm -hmm. mixing up your errands with walking. Like if you have a downtown oh. near you and you can yeah. like walk to your shops, do it. Like mm -hmm. I'll even love Stairs. walking in or Jeff and be like, oh, I have to get a library book. Mm-hmm. Like, walk the walk stairs. Yeah. yeah. Like don't take the elevator, walk stairs, you know, bring a jump rope to the bus stop while you're standing with your kids. Like there's so many little things that you could do that can help you 
just move around, you know, uh, get a standing desk. There's so many different little tiny tweaks, you know, have the push-up thing right next to your, you know, yeah. next to your desk. And like, bring the push-up push thing with you on vacation, you know? Yes, bring so bands on we vacation. Have so much, <laughs> we have so much more to talk about, Ariana. Okay, well, I'm going to check back in with you and you're now like our fitness expert on the show. And Yay! so it. Ariana, the fitness expert here in the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, <laughs> we'll check back in with the New Year's resolution, see how your advice for everyone to manage it and, you know, make sure that people are not going to set themselves up for failure. We'll make sure that doesn't happen out there. Yes, Ariana we'll again. Tips. Yes, I know you will. <laughs> so everyone make sure you follow Ariana for her amazing recipes. Maybe she'll have a black bean one soon. Um, oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing You'll it. You'll have to do it. Um, <laughs> so everyone uh, can follow you where again, Ariana? At AP Fitness Works. And okay. Follow Boiler Room. <laughs> oh, thank you, Ariana. Um, so can't wait to have you back. I just love knowing you. It's been such a journey. And I love you too. You're the best. And please, before you. and after picture, I'll kick your ass. Because you've okay. been doing when this so comes good. Out, I'll do the before and after. That's the publicity motivation, mm -hmm. okay? So I when this it. is out in November, you'll see a before and after. Before Thanksgiving. There you go. Yes, yes, please. <laughs> Again, holidays... We'll talk about that in part two. I think it, right after the holiday season, you yes. know, talking about managing food, it'll be on everyone's mind again. And you can enjoy Thanksgiving dinner portions. There's absolutely nothing portions. wrong with Thanksgiving dinner. Everything that you eat is fine. Just do not overdo it. Handfuls of things. Use your hand. You don't have a measuring. Just take your hand, put it in front of something, throw it on your plate. That's what you should be eating. Keep it green mostly. Yeah. Put potatoes in your hand, a lot of protein, you'll be fine. Thanksgiving is no issue. Halloween, <laughs> I love me some Reese's peanut butter cups, as everyone knows, it follows me. Um, just keep it in moderation, you know, just mini Reese's peanut butter cups, make it one one a day, you know, while the Halloween season is happening. Don't be eating 17 Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so everyone now. Whenever this comes out, whether it's Halloween or Thanksgiving, you have you have a plan. Okay, a plan. thank you. Thank you, Ariana. And bye to the listeners. Bye, guys. Thanks so much.